0: Yo, welcome to My Summer Lair. I'm your host, Sam Yunnan. Uh, thank you, John Walker, for being here. My pleasure. You have a documentary out now about assholes uh, theory. Yeah. And uh, you've been traveling with this documentary from Vancouver to New Zealand. So kind of pick up a thread from your documentary. Are you noticing that there are assholes everywhere? Is that a consistent theme? Yes,
1: there are assholes. Some countries and some cultures Uh, business cultures and so on can be cultures that reward this behavior others are less uh, less likely to to so there's a certain cultural aspect to it 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 is about uh, culture and uh, breeding and upbringing and so on Um, Aaron wrote on page 101 which is the first page I opened when I first picked up the book that if a young boy was born in United States Italy or Israel he is far more likely to live the life of an asshole mm-hmm. than if he was born in Norway, Japan, or Canada. Right. So I found that interesting. That's why I picked up the book. Mm-hmm. I so it's a cultural thing. So, yeah. So it, it uh, it's cultural, and certain certain cultures, uh, very individualistic cultures, uh, promote and um, yeah uh, reward reward this kind of behavior.
0: Yeah, because you highlight in the documentary like the difference between like a Canadian asshole. And like, I guess, a traditional asshole? Is yeah. that uh well, the... Well,
1: the word asshole, interestingly, it, it did come out of the American lexicon. It started being used uh, in the... Uh, uh, after the Second World War. Um, you know, it was arsehole and there were different different words that were being used uh, to describe superior officers. So it came out of a kind of a working-class culture in that sense. And uh, it started to, to come into... You know, they used to be in the 40s and earlier you were a cad and, you know, different words that to describe this type of character. Um but uh you know norman mailer was the first to use it in, in his novel in the 1950s and now it's used in every script and uh, mm-hmm. all is, you know the characters use the word so it, you know it's coming. so it is an american word and uh it um you know it translates into other countries uh, in italy it's stronzi and uh, different different cultures have uh, in in quebec it's turcu turcu and uh turcu so anyway so you know different people have different uh, but it is essentially an American uh, term.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned the book. I know you've already uh, done a number of interviews and kind of rehashed this already, but just for people who don't know, you went into the bookstore, as the documentary says, and you found this really interesting book.
1: Yeah, well, I had a conversation with a female colleague, and I think women tend to ask this question more than men. Uh, do you have to be an asshole to be a great filmmaker, you know, architect, whatever, it could be mm-hmm. a business person, whatever? The Steve Jobs business model, basically. I- exactly. Yes. Yes. And he was rewarded for his behavior, you know. And uh, you know, it's, it's we do deal with Silicon Valley, and um, but um, so it's uh, you know we had a big audience, and you know, it was snowing last night, and they all stayed. I mean, ninety-eight Rogers uh, Hot Dogs Cinema on Blur Street, and uh, for ninety-five percent of the people stay to, for Q and A, which is rare. Uh, usually, it's half the audience leaves or, or more, you know, and the, and the the keener's stay, but here it's like everybody. Mm-hmm. Because any everyone can relate to this story. I mean, everyone's had had to deal with this type of behavior in in their lives, whether it's a boyfriend or father or you know, mm-hmm. a boss. And also, there is this zeitgeist now of what's going on south of our border, and w- you know, in in media and in the culture and, and Facebook. You know, social media is uh, is enlarging and and amplifying this kind of behavior. So it's disturbing. People are disturbed by this behavior and. What's great about the book and what we carry through into the film is defining this character, defining the word in a sense. And and what Aaron has done is that he lets us know that it's this is not a word that one should use to describe someone you don't like. Mm-hmm. It's not you know it's, it's not like a swear word you know. Yeah. Uh, it's he's defined a moral character. It's a type. Somebody with an entrenched sense of entitlement. Somebody who s- feels that he deserves special advantages because of this entitlement. And unwilling to listen to the complaints of others, you know, and, uh, and so that's a very clear definition. So, you know, you have to be very careful who you who you call, uh, you know, you define as this type of moral character. Yeah,
0: I found that was kind of interesting. The, the fact that you had this clear definition of it, right? Because sometimes, I know, it's mainly a guy thing, but sometimes we'll call other people like a bitch or something like that. Yeah. And that's what you're kind of talking about, right? Which is just a swear word or something that's kind of dismissive. Yes. Uh, but it doesn't quite have the same impact or the same nuance of what you're talking about, that sense of entitlement, that yeah. narcissism, that, like, I'm more important than you are.
1: That's right, yeah. And, and um, yeah, you, you, you're not important at all. Uh, you, you don't even exist as a, as a person. So, that's yeah, it's a very, very useful uh, definition. It, it, it's an a- interesting way to look at a culture, uh, our culture, look at history, you know, there are characters in history that we would define as asshole. I mean, uh, in, in discussions, we didn't go into this in the film, but, you know, British imperialism, sense of entitlement and taking over India and all the countries and dominating the world. Uh, the American uh, manifest destiny of the 19th century that they were going to have North America was, was their territory, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so on. So all of these things of, you know, uh, um, Napoleon would have been called an asshole yeah. in this day, you know. So it's an interesting way to look at history. Also, what I really liked about it was that it's nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what, where you sit on the political spectrum, you can you can behave badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not uh, this is not just a uh, you know left liberal point of view here. It's it's uh, you know it's, a, it's he's a moral philosopher. Right? Yeah, you know it's moral philosophy.
0: You are also differentiating between like bad behavior or a bad day versus being an, like an asshole is more consistent. I guess yes. is
1: the exactly. So so w- one example and and uh, you know on our on our birthdays you know, we have a sense of entitlement. We want to have our cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. right? And our friends and family buy into this because they too will have their day in the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we accept this. For the asshole, it's his birthday every day. Yes. Right? And yeah. I think that's the so that's the proper asshole. It's right. Like, you know, we all have an inner asshole, as it were. It's mm-hmm. uh, a funny term, but <laughs> that, that Aaron <laughs> used to inner asshole. But, you know, I mean, in biblical terms, uh, we can talk about good and evil, Right. So we all have the potential for this behavior. This is not something unique to a species or, or, or a class or race or you know, anything. It's it's just it's human behavior. We're all capable of it. And it's a question of uh do we have we push back against it? I mean, we show in the film that toddlers are, you know, me, 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 biting and kicking and I want this and it's you know, they're just centered on themselves. Uh we train them not to be that way. Uh teenagers explore this sense of entitlement, fair enough. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, and And we try to train them out of it or to repress this side of their of their nature. So you know it's it's a matter of finding that equilibrium. You know we can all be this behave badly in a certain situation, but but to be a you know bona fide every day. so we ha- we need to push back against that, you know
0: yeah, and it's instinct balance because you already touched upon the fact that it's cultural, but at the same time, we kind of not just reward asshole behavior but we also kind of like applaud the people that like speak their mind and uh like go a little bit outside of the nonconformity, right vanguards and like iconoclasts and things like that so it's like how They're do we not, yeah. how do we balance then like right. this because we won't progress necessarily right if people like just all follow the same line yeah, yeah. i mean
1: you know again somebody is just you know speaking out uh against your actions and that person could be on the left or the right speaking out against some uh, you know so they're not necessarily an asshole behavior they're not necessarily acting out of a sense of entitlement they just have an opinion that you may not agree with Mm -hmm. right and that's not assholery you know but um but it can veer into that uh it it can veer into it in not willing to listen to the other's point of view and just being very entrenched in your in your point of view and feeling you're right and everybody else is wrong and, and you know that's kind of entra- and that's happening more and more in, in media. the us versus them us versus them yeah and that's very problematic not having conversations anymore and and partly i think is that here we are sitting down here you mm-hmm. know face to face we get the vibes. We feel, you know, we, we I, I get looking at you as nice honest face. Yes, you know? thank you. you. know, But, you know, and I, I can trust you and I can say th- But, you know, I can see you're not aggressive. I can see you don't have an agenda mm-hmm. uh, trying to pin me down into a, a particular thing. Whereas if you're, if you're divorced from that on social media, you know, you don't see the faces and, and it's much easier to be... Um, you know, haters and, yeah. and to be uh, negative and, and uh, nasty to each other, you know.
0: Does also, like, that agenda that you're talking about, that social agenda, does that, does that feed from also political correctness? Does that feed into it as well? Because it's like kind of trying to police that type of behavior?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a very comp- the political correctness is a very complicated, uh, you know, state of affairs that we, that we have, our, that we're in right now. And, um, <coughs> you know, the free speech, Issues of free speech, mm-hmm. liberty, freedom of you know of expression, right. uh, you know Canada has more limitations on hate speech than the U.S., for example. Correct. So, so we are different in that way, um, but it, it the nuances are in the various cultures and countries who uh, how the, how they view this history, you know. So uh, h- uh, and the culture, so you know it uh, it it can um, you know like anything it it, it can go you know, over the top. And uh, not have a balance to it. Uh, it, it. It's similar to to the point of view of of, of the book and, and and my reading of his book and carried that through to the film. Is that, you know, we're not going to get rid of this behavior, you know. But it's a matter of equilibrium. It's a matter of having a balance, finding that balance in ourselves mm-hmm. and in the culture. And it's when asholery is dominating and taking over, uh, and and it becomes toxic in an environment, whether it's an institution or in the home or and you know in, in the office place. It's dominating. That's when it's a problem. So it's you know I feel that we're not going to push. We're not going to change necessarily the assholes who are who are hardcore assholes that you know have gone through the teenage years and now now working have been rewarded. You know you're not going to change them. Mm-hmm. But, but you you can change your children. You can change teenagers. You can you know not support fraternities in the universities that we talk about the, the misogyny that goes on there and so on so forth. So it's we have to temper and push back and and find that balance
0: yeah you talk about it towards the end of the movie civility yeah right and is that also kind of like a casualty now because like you're saying it like is. there's a growth of like assholery yes so civility i guess a casualty now
1: absolutely absolutely and and it's and it's it's being driven by i mean it started well you can you can go way back i guess in, in history you know i mean muckraking in, in newspapers you know or, you know so newspapers radio uh you know and then the radio hosts that are you know and private radio trying to get mm-hmm. callers and so on so you, so you know that kind of nastiness is is you know it, it grew out of the media you know social media is just giving more people access to this kind of behavior you mm-hmm. know it used to be you know a radio host and who, whoever they were talking to and now it's anybody could be a radio host and uh, anybody can can spew off, uh, you know, uh, disgusting language and hatred and on the internet, and it gets enlarged, and they get followers. Yeah, so, so they you build a tribe, basically. You build a tribe, you, you, yeah, and that's that's what's dangerous, and that's that's unique, that's something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and then there's the dark web and all of, all of the, uh, you know, percu- yeah. Perc- percussion but band. I
0: think that's one of the th- the themes of the documentary and the book too is just that the idea of being entrenched, because it's like, especially with social media, because once you build your tribe or your community it becomes very much us against them and it becomes much more harder yeah. to see something outside of it or to have a reasoned or nuanced take on anything.
1: Yeah, and, and this is why we're, we're critical of the um, companies that are producing social media because the algorithms are... It's not we're not crea- necessarily creating our own little you know, silo. Mm-hmm. You know, the algorithms are doing that. You know, I'm only getting stuff on my so-called news feed from Facebook of things that they think I'm interested in, which is a very narrow view. I wanna I wanna know what other people are thinking outside of my interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not getting that. So 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 I'm being put into a silo and and, and, and the
0: algorithm's th- an asshole then. <laughs> in se- yeah
1: in, in a sense well well the, the, the engineer that produced the algorithm to do that is mm-hmm. the asshole. It's mm-hmm. assholery. And uh, you know, Leslie Miley who's in our film African American who was a lead engineer at Google, Facebook, all these companies, you know, push back against designing this kind of uh, uh software that he was asked to just uh, not in the film but yeah, he was asked to do a software that was um that would r- uh, racially profile people and and the company said it's, it's so we can hire d- we could have diversity in the company I says no way you know that that would be misuse are you kidding me I am mm. African-American, <laughs> i'm african-american i have to deal with this every day and and he pushed back and uh it you know it, it was a huge huge um he ha- ended up leaving and it was um a, a big fuss made and it was uh, went viral his whole resistance to that so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know the engineers have to say no this is not right
0: mm-hmm. we're talking about like very negative consequences obviously but you take a very humorous tone like yes. i don't want to lose that element of it too right no exactly so no. how did you kind of decide yeah. that even though this is a quote-unquote a serious topic yes like
1: yeah yeah so we we uh you know aaron is a, a as i say he's a phd scholar moral philosopher Uh, it's a serious book on on moral philosophy but he has a great sense of humor you know and uh in the book and um so so, you know we picked up on that i mean as we say in the book you know there's varying degrees of assholes you know you've got an asshole that's running a country or you've got you know the asshole in his bmw that's cutting in front of you on the street i mean he's Mm -hmm. not a (laughs) (laughs) a major so there's a whole kinds of degrees right and uh, and as John Cleese says, the, the actor and and,
0: and writer uh,
1: comedian Monty Python, Monty Python, yeah, yeah. You know, he says that these characters, uh, you know, in movies and so on, uh, we can laugh at them because it's not real, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, but but you wouldn't want to live with necessarily with these characters. But so we can laugh at them. You know, they do bring our attention. We show their their attractiveness. The other thing we point out that, you know, we use the example of a hockey player like uh, you know Marshawn who's you know, he's an asshole on the ice, and some say off the ice. But if he's scoring goals for your team... He's good. He's a good guy. Right. If he's scoring goals against your team, then you're going to call him an asshole. He's an asshole. Right. right. Right? So this is this is the problem. If if uh, if assholes are making money for us, invest making good investments, making money, if they're running our companies and, you know, we're making you know, we're, we don't push back. And, uh, you know, we don't so say anything don't about it. So, so, so that's a danger. And, and they can be funny. They can be, you know, there's the ass clown. Mm-hmm. It was one of the ass yeah. assholes yeah. in Aaron's <laughs> book, you know, the ass clown and so on, which, which was sort of a Ford was a bit of an ass clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't s- seriously bad. He was just sort of a, you know, bumbling sort of, uh, you know, so anyway, th- there's, there's various degrees. So they, they can be funny. They grab our attention. Uh, and sometimes they can be entertaining.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's one of the points that you're making is that you can laugh like some of the Monty Python stuff. And you had a sketch in there where John Cleese was being really obnoxious mm-hmm. and kind of basically mm-hmm. being an asshole. Mm-hmm. But it's because we all have an inner asshole, right? Which is part of what you're saying. Like it's, it's a choice. Some of us have a choice to make. And we don't always choose right is kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when I read the book, you know, when you read it, you, you have to ask yourself, you know, have I ever been an asshole? And, and or have I ever had a sense of entitlement? And the answer was yes. You know, not on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but but certainly I've been there. So, uh, yeah, we, we all have the potential.
0: Yeah. How did you decide or how did John Cleese come into the project? So,
1: yeah, so I uh, when we were doing our research, I was interested in people that were uh, affected by the book. Uh, so Soderbergh, he was like he had an epiphany when he read the book and he, he quit making films in Hollywood. He says, I'm, I realize I'm dealing with assholes and I'm, st- I'm not <laughs> making films anymore. Right. Uh, Bet Midler was another one who uh, who had an epiphany and you know and 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 wrote about it. Um, and John Cleese tweeted about it. So um, we we were n- we were initially in in contact with Soderbergh and and Bet Midler, but their their schedules didn't allow for. It. But uh, Cleese uh, Cleese w- was was for it. He, he enjoyed he liked the book mm-hmm. and uh, he liked the the take that I was taking in the film. So we we really hit it off, and he's uh, been a big supporter of the film. Yeah.
0: That also seems to be something interesting as well, which is like a, a kind of delayed reaction. Like people are like in Hollywood or like you said, like the you had the Google example where somebody's working and then it's like there seems to be a breaking point or recognition of the assholery that's going on. Whereas almost people like kind of go into Hollywood or something, kind of just accept what it is at first and then they kind of have the epiphany. Is that seems Right, to be well, that,
1: that's what seemed to happen to Soderbergh in that, in that case, yeah, reading the book. Because, you know, that, that's the thing that... that Aaron defines this behavior. So when you start recognizing, oh wait a minute, because it's very easy if if you're being treated badly by a boss, Mm -hmm. you know, to think, oh what am I doing wrong? You know, you're the you're the victim of this, and you go, oh maybe you know I'm not working hard enough. I'm like, why am I being treated badly? You know, and uh, so you can push that on yourself. If you realize, no wait a minute. This is asshole behavior. This is not acceptable behavior. Uh, you know, we, we've defined that as not acceptable. You go, well, this is not acceptable. And you'll do something about it. You'll either leave the job or so on and so forth. So, I mean, there's various strategies that one should do if you realize you're in the presence of and working for an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talk about that in the film.
0: Yeah. And you feel just kind of go picking up on that thread of yeah. like going back to civility. You feel like there isn't a the point of no return that we can, like you said, like we can kind of start to train the next generation there w- there isn't a point of no return where we can inject civility back into our culture.
1: Yeah, well well the example that Baird has, I mean, they've introduced a no asshole rule. Like mm-hmm. they won't hire assholes and then and, and they say when they're sitting at the boardroom table interviewing you. You know, if if you're an asshole and we hire you and, and we find yeah. out, you know, you're gone. <laughs> yes. so, so don't don't gone. bother applying, you know? Yeah. And, and, and Barrett says in the film, you know, uh, Joe, yes, you know, you, you, you are a very, very special person, and uh, you're so special, I think you should work somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, people cheer you, he said, when, when you say that, you know. So, so they've created an environment where they're, they're not dealing with assholes. I mean, the toxic nature of, of working for assholes. So we, we deal with that with uh, Sherry Benson Podolchuk, uh, you know, the former RCMP officer, and, and you know, the toxicity. I mean, she got to the point of wanting to commit suicide and mentions that others have committed suicide from being treated badly mm-hmm. mistreated so it yeah. this is a serious business uh she fought back she's kind of a hero uh, in in the film uh, to, to me uh, you know spending all her time and she eventually won you know there's a class action suit and uh, against the RCMP for this behavior and so on and so forth so you you know you can push back it it takes a toll but, but the yeah, other thing that that, that I think is really important uh, towards the end of the film. We say, you know, if you're seeing this behavior, you know, don't close a blind eye to it. If if a colleague is being treated badly, maybe you're not being, maybe you have a good relationship with the, with with the boss. boss. Maybe, you know, you're not being treated badly necessarily. But if you have a colleague that is, then it's it's up to you to say something, you know, and to help, help that situation. Yeah. So don't close a blind eye to this behavior.
0: Because then that would just be feeding your inner asshole too then.
1: Feeding your interestle, and, and yeah, I mean, we, we want to make a better our society better. If you see somebody mistreating, uh, as you know, a dog on the street, you yeah. know, or a child, or a gay, or you know, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, uh, trans, or immigrant, as as uh, Vladimir says at the end of the movie, you know, if you see somebody and you just turn a blind eye, then then you're just as bad as that person.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the documentary has been making the rounds now at a number of film festivals. Uh, where can people find it online or can find you online to see where the next screenings are?
1: Yeah, so um, www.assholesathery.com is our website. So we post everything there. Right now we're running a theatrical screening in, in Toronto for the next two weeks. Uh, we're in Montreal, and uh, we, you know, we've been out west, so it's a theatrical screening. And uh, the film will be uh, shown in January on um, the documentary channel. And then after that, it will be available uh, online uh,
0: down the road. Is it still a theory? I know that's the title, of the, but it's kind of almost confirmed now, isn't it? Or Yes. Yeah,
1: so, so, so yeah, the book is also the theory. So, you know, and the theory is, you know, he gets into philosophy of, you know. Uh, I, I sort of jumped from, you know, I got the theory and the definition and I went to the reality. So the documentary is testing these theories in, uh, not theories, a theory. Mm-hmm. The A theory is it's a moral character, you know. So, so that's, that's the setup, and and so I took that premise and and took it out into the into the workplace, as it were, into the real world as a documentarian, and said, well, is this you know what what's the deal out out in the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this just a theory? And it, you know, no, it's not a theory. Yes, <laughs> there's, there's someone in the beginning. Oh, it's not just a theory; it's just reality. Mm-hmm. A streeter that we do, you know, the, the guy says, uh, "Not a reality. It's not a theory. It's a reality." So yeah. that's the kind of what the premise of the film is. It's yeah. not a theory. It's a reality.
0: And that's it's interesting too because you had a number of like uh, younger men, probably about uh, late teens, early twenties or so, and they were very proud of being like
1: being this beha- yeah, behaving yeah. badly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they saw it like as an advantage. I mean, they were, you know, predominantly um, their lives are being filtered through social media, and when they act badly, they get lots of clicks. And they get attention, and uh, so they—that's—and so they're measuring their success by how many clicks they're getting, how many how many friends they're getting, and that's kind of a sad commentary. And they feel that you know to get ahead, you you have to be an asshole. So th- they're believing that you have to be an asshole to be successful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes this documentary really timely because, like you said, not just we're just not dealing with the tyranny of asshole uh, assholery right now. But at the same time, it's like, because we're dealing with all this, like, social media and all these media questions in general, too, of how we're being divided yeah. and kind of categorized and, like, siloed. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, it can be very difficult to, like, maintain that kind of integrity or that, like, lack of assholery.
1: Well, it is in the sense, you know, I asked a lot of those young, young guys in L.A., you know, if they had any favorite. Assholes, you know, and Kanye West came up, you mm-hmm. know, a whole bunch of them said, Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. You know, he says what he wants, he's you uh, know and you know, he's he's very successful, but uh, you know, shaking hands with Trump and all this stuff. Um, you know, uh so they see that and they think, Well that's the way to the
0: top, you know. All right. Do you have a follow up project in mind or have you started thinking about something No, I've
1: always got uh, you know, I've always got projects that uh that are percolating from, some of them are percolating for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last film, Quebec, My Country, Mon Pays, was about growing up in Quebec through that quiet revolution, the bombs, and so that was a film I wanted to make for many years. So I, I've got a number of issues that are uh, percolating. A, a lot of my films are, are based on uh, you know past experiences and, and uh, lived experiences. Ironically, this is sort of a departure for me, because I didn't really grow up with assholes. I didn't have to, ha- I mean, in the film business, yes, you come across assholes I've had to deal with them but I basically have been operating on a no asshole rule I don't work <laughs> yes. with assholes and uh, I avoid them but uh you know there's not a lot of this behavior you know in uh, in the documentary mm-hmm. genre in Canada you know it, it's uh we're a pretty tame group in yeah. terms of behavior you, know, you know very
0: benevolent group too
1: yeah you know we're sort of more that you know, we're like poets and jazz musicians you know we're not uh, wealthy uh mm-hmm. titled uh, uh you know stars yeah.
0: you, know, so. you like the documentary genre i guess right
1: yes i do cuz it um I mean, I feel that I'm just furthering my education since I s- stopped studying, you know. I, I mean, I, I, you know, it's I realize I've sort of been educated through oral culture, oral tradition. My grandmothers were, you know, knew their history, Scottish, Irish history, uh, you know, linked me up to the whole pre-Christian mythology of the culture and sense of history. And so I, I've sort of continued. I've always loved talking to elders, and uh, you know, and um, so I've just continued that. I mean, I've, you know, I've. When I look back on my experience of talking to people who survived the Stalin period or sent off to the Gulag, uh, people who survived the Holocaust, uh, you know, um, First Nations, you know, surviving horrors of, of uh, colonialism in Canada, and you know, all of these experiences, I mean, I've been to Papua New Guinea and and you know, uh, tribal cultures, uh, oral cultures in Canada, you know, the, the Inuit and Arctic, and what an education, you know, and these are people that are are you know, have suffered. Much worse, thi- you know, uh, things that I have ever suffered and or, or whatever, and they're smarter than I am, and so on. So it's just uh, I feel very very privileged to be able to travel around and uh, speak to people and learn about the wor- uh, learn about the world, and so I'm. You know, I mean it's a process of learning, and I'm just sharing what I'm learning uh, with the audience ab- about these various different subjects and cultures and people, and uh, so I'm. It's a very privileged role, and with it, of course, comes a responsibility, mm-hmm. uh, not to uh, you know, not to exploit. Uh, the people that you're um, involving in your film, Yeah, you know? it's
0: a very difficult balance. Right? I, it
1: is, yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to be... Uh, it's, a, it's a fine line, you know, that, that you're not just exploiting people mm-hmm. for, for your own purposes, you know?
0: And that's why I kind of like about documentary because you get this window into world, either like a uh, group of First Nations that have suffered or yeah. assholes or whatever yeah. it is. that yeah. uh, Because we, we kind of picked up in that thread that the media sometimes kind of silos us, right? So yeah. you don't get a lot of, like, quote-unquote, nutrition. It's just junk food. Yeah, from a lot of the media, the newspapers, and things you you consume. Yeah. But with the documentary, you're sitting down with the subject, and they're hope if they've done the documentary well. Yeah, you get a two-hour uh, window of like mm. well-researched, like investigative journalism—the stuff that we're kind of all missing now from our diet.
1: Yes, that's, that's right. right. And and you know, I I I try to be, um, you know, very personal in my film. But this is from my my point of view. You know, the Quebec film is my experience, my point of view. So, you know, you can disagree with me. Um, in, in a personal film, but um, not not trying for objectivity because uh, objectivity lends you to think that well this is it you mm-hmm. know so I like to have that that the sort of look at the gray areas and, and let an audience make up their own decisions about things I'm presenting different sides often of, of, of things and let them so I'm I'm not trying to. Um, Spoon feed them almost. Uh, not spoon feed. Yeah. So I, I like people to come to their own conclusions in the end. I don't really have big conclusions at the end of the film. It's Just here's here's this journey we've been on. What do you think? You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I see documentary very much. Uh, it's about conversation. So yeah, this, it's is, it's this is this is a documentary process. It's an oral cultural exchange we're having here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a film is like that. I sit down with people, I have conversations. It, it transfers into the film. I, I learn things. I bring that into the film. And then when you show a film, that conver- I want that conversation to continue. And that's happening with the asshole film. We sit down, and you know, ninety percent of people are staying in the audience. They want to continue talking
0: about it. Yeah, you so become like an asshole therapist or something. Well, not a th- yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say therapist. Yeah. Say.
1: My, my my daughter's going into that field. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but it's it's just uh, yeah to have conversations open and uh, you know and not one-sided conversations, and that, that's what I think what documentary can do. Uh, it can fall into propaganda. You know, I mean, Leni Riefenstahl. You know, the Nazi, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the triumph of the will was propaganda, yeah. trying to influence public opinion. And, and th- there is that side of documentary; it can be used for propaganda, propagandic purposes. And so, you, know, uh, that's not, you know, that's not where I'm coming from. But it can be used. So, it, it, it is potentially a dangerous medium in that sense.
0: All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, so, the documentary, your documentary right now, "Assholes: A Theory," is like you said, playing right now at the Hot Docs uh, Bloor Cinema. For the next two weeks,
1: it's it's going to be just a week at oh, the at the at the cinema in yeah. Bloor, and then it's going to Carlton Cinemas next week Carlton
0: thank yeah, you for yeah. having me yeah. are you going to do any more Q and A's or are you going to um no probably not
1: not 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 any of the commercial th- uh, releases I'm I'm done I I'm, I'm did one here one in Montreal mm-hmm. uh, west and so I'm I'm done doing the Q and A's yeah, yeah. cool but I uh, but there will be public screenings uh, other other you know libraries and different uh, getting invited to uh, you know. Different places to screen, not just not the commercial release. Mm -hmm. It's
0: incredible when you make a documentary, the places you end up in, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
1: That's what I love about it, yeah. And I love people, yeah. I love sitting down about people, and 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 I, you know, I, I good people, obviously, yes, but also, you know, I I mean, I didn't want to interview assholes, I didn't really want to talk to assholes. I mean, I know what they're like, and I didn't have any interest. If if you said, I can have an interview with whoever, uh, no, I'm not really interested. But I do like having conversations with people who are have a completely different opinion that I have, say, about politics, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who's, who's on the right or whatever it is. I'm interested in having conversations with those people, and anybody, you know, um, because you learn something, and I think that's important, that, that, that there's often common ground that you didn't realize there was common ground, mm-hmm. and that's what we have to start working on. It. Well, what's the common ground in our differences, you know?
0: Well, Because that's the death of empathy, right? Once you, uh, once you become it's us versus them or we're right and you guys are wrong, that's right. Yeah. then you've lost the empathy, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of what you're talking about at the end of the documentary with civility, yeah. which is like we get to carry each other. We get to help each other, right? right it's an opportunity. Right. It's not a demand no, or an right. obligation, yeah. right? Like yeah. yeah and, I,
1: and I've learned it in terms of friendship, you know, is that uh, I leave politics out of friendship. You know, If somebody has a different political view, I can still be a, f- a friend. I don't mm-hmm. let it influence the friendship. Even if I disagree politically, they're still friends.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. That's a positive note. We should end it there. So I thank you, John I Walker, you. Uh, for the documentary. And uh, I'll put the link on for, uh, for people where they can kind of see the movie. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Well, that was fun. The documentary is Assholes, a theory directed by my guest, John Walker. And it's based on the 2012 book also called Assholes, a theory by Aaron James, a professor of philosophy at the University of California, Irvine. I didn't bring it up in the interview, but I wondered about the loophole. The loophole is if you can't feel shame, you can't be shamed. I was finally able to articulate that simple idea after I read So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. It was published March 9, 2015. Public shaming is part of the asshole culture we participate in. There's a big difference in rating an able-bodied person for using a handicapped spot to run into the store and get Pop-Tarts and uh, and like offensive tweets. Following Ronton's book, I concluded, shame is lame. Shame doesn't work if you don't have the authority, if you don't have the respect and the weight to effectively trigger a sense of remorse or even guilt. It's It's like trying to discipline somebody else's child. It just doesn't work. There's no value in labeling politicians or celebrities assholes. They're often in their own media bubble, and it's rarely for their own betterment. It's kind of a narcissistic thing that we do sometimes. Really, the responsibility belongs to the people who know them well, who know the facts. And of course, watching Assholes of Theory, I thought about myself, which is also the whole point of the doc. Am I an asshole? It's a valid question, and it's worth asking. However, and hopefully, I'm not alone. You thought about it too, about yourself and some of the things you've done, some of your behavior. It's not like I'm the only one who's been a jerk face. And the thing is, the longer you live on this planet, the more time you've had to be a jerk face. The thought is disturbing because it's true. It requires a pen and paper and a seriously serious tea to work all through that out. For now, I enjoyed watching Assholes of Theory. I smiled because it's got John Cleese, so that alone is worth the price of admission. So go. If there's a screening near you, go. If it's uh, floating around on TV, check it out. In the meantime, if you have asshole thoughts and feelings, hit me up on social media, my pal Sammy for all three, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Simplified your life. Assholes, yo.